The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have beracha b'kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf kuf yud het. Today's daf is being studied. Lehenu nishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tanichenu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Refuah shirema Sarah bat Rachel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Kuf Yud Zayin Amud Bet, and we begin at the Mishnah, the bottom of the Amud, and the Mishnah begins. Achat Omeret Met. We're discussing over here now a situation where we have testimony that the husband died. But it's contradictory testimony. So the case is like this. Let's say you have a case where you have two ladies. One lady comes along and says that the Baal died. And the other lady comes along and says, Lomet. These are two of his wives. So one wife comes along and says, The husband died. The other wife contradicts and says, No, he didn't die. So the Mishnah says, Zush Omeret Met, the one that said that he died, she has an emanut to matir herself, and therefore Tinnaseh should be able to get married, Vititol Ketubata, and she can even get payment for a Ketubah. Vezush Omeret Lomet, the wife that contradicted and said Lomet, Lotinnaseh, well, she cannot get me married, and she cannot receive ketubah. Rashi, two nashim tsarot, right? They're co-wives. Habaot b'medinat ayam, right? They came back from medinat ayam on a trip. Achat omeret met b'ali, v'tsarata omeret lomet. Good. So the one that says met has an emanut, and therefore she can get married and take a ketubah. The one that says lomet. Also they believe it, and therefore she cannot get married, and she cannot obviously take a ketubah. Next case. Achat omeret met, ve'achat omeret neherag. This case over here, they're both saying met, but they're just arguing how he died. One says, he died meaning he died in bed. And the other says, neherag, was actually uh, killed. Let's say he got killed by a herev or something like that. Since in this case over here they are contradicting each other, and therefore we have to choshesh that both of them are lying. So in this case over here, both of them are not going to be able to get married. And the Gemara is going to explain this case. Which means, why did the Bimir only argue in this case over here, where they're both agreeing 
that he's dead, just a different way that he died, Chaurar Bimi should argue in the Nesha also, where they're actually contradicting each other. So the Gemara will analyze. Mishnah concludes, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shiron Omrim, Ho'il vezu vezu, modot, she'en kayam, yinasu. So Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shiron say, since both of them are agreeing that he died, they're just arguing on how he died, so therefore, they have a ne'emanut, and both of them would be able to get married. And now we go to the next case. Rashi. Ho'il vezu vezu modot. Ha'achat modeh, ve'achat eno modeh. Lo yinasu shetehem, ed'achat. Exactly. Which means, it's only because both of them agree. But if one of them uh, says dead, and one of them says, one of them says did not die, so then are we only allowed them to marry the one that said he died. But in this case, since they're both saying he died, just different ways we believe both of them can both get married. Aed Omer met. Aed Omer lo met. You have one witness that comes along and says that the husband died. And another witness comes along and says what? Lo met. Or another case. Isha Omeret met. You have one lady that comes along and says met. Isha Omeret lo met. So it says, In this case over here, she should not get married. Now, we're discussing a case over here where Bed Din never accepted the first testimony. Which means, Bed Din heard the first witness that said, met, but they were never matir her. And before they were matir her, already a second witness came along and said, Lomet. And therefore, the only logic that we say is when a witness comes along that we believe in, is when the Bittin accepts them. Once the Bittin accepts them, then they consider like two witnesses. And therefore, even if one witness comes and contradicts, it doesn't matter. But in this case over here, when he came and testified, the first witness, when there was a second witness that came and testified the opposite, so the first witness was never accepted. That she says, Ho'il ubat shiniyah. Since the second witness came, Kodim before they were matirar al sarata. Even if the second uh, one that came was, let's say, the co-wife or sarata. Okay, the Gemara is going to explain exactly these cases, exactly what's following. So that's the last case of the Mishnah, where you have one says that he died, and one says no, but you didn't accept the first witness yet, so therefore it's considered contradictory testimony, and therefore nobody is believed. Comes the Gemara and says, now we start to analyze the cases of the Mishnah, one by one. The first case of the Mishnah was, one witness said, one of the wives says mit, one of the wives says lo mit. So we said, the one that said mit, she's able to get married, and the one that said lo mit, obviously cannot get married. So the Gemara the Yuk, de amart lo mit. The only reason why she can't get married is because she contradicted the first testimony. She said lo mit, therefore she cannot get married. Because according to that testimony, the husband is still alive. Ha ishtika. Oh, implying if she kept quiet and she didn't say anything, then that's it. She'll be able to get married. What do you mean? We learned on yesterday's that We learned that what? That a co-wife cannot testify for her colleague, which means if you're going to let now this lady that kept quiet get married, on whose testimony? It's on the other lady's testimony. And we learned that what? That you're not allowed to a uh, 
accept a testimony on one wife to Matir another wife because since they hate each other so it could be she's intending to uh, to hurt the um, her co-wife so therefore the diuk does not make sense so comes again and says no really even if the second wife would keep quiet she also would not be able to get married so, so don't make the diuk. So what's the hadush in the Mishnah? Lo mit itzdrichale. The hadush is when she says lo mit. It's hadush in that case. Why is it a hadush? Because sal Because I could have argued like this. I would have thought hamayit. I would say really, probably the husband died. Which means. Really, I would say the husband died because why would the lady come along, the second lady, and say Lomit? She should have just kept quiet and she would have uh, let the uh, Tsara, the other uh, co wife, the other wife, would marry Be'isur. And if the husband was really alive, if the husband was really alive, she just would have kept quiet. The other lady would have gotten married be sued, and then if he would resurface, she would become a sued lebala. Also, I would really come along and say that what I would have had a have I mean, that, that would have said what really hamayin the the kamra lomit. So why did she say lomit lekelkula letzara he dechamichavna? Which means she wants to mekalkel atzara. Which means when she's saying Lomet, she doesn't want that Sarah to get married. Okay, now even though by saying Lomet, she's also being osir herself. Now she also cannot get remarried. She's going with a Sevarav, Tamut Nafshi in Pilishtim Kamra. She says like Shimshon said, I'll, I'll die, but so long as I take down the Pilishtim with me, I'm willing to die myself. So I would have thought that really could be that the husband really is dead. And when she's saying Lomit, she's just trying to ruin her co-wife not to allow her to get married. And she's ruining herself as well because she cannot get married as well. But she'd rather die with the Pilishtim, so to speak. I mean, she'd rather hurt her co-wife, and even to spite herself, but so long as she's hurting the co-wife. So I would have thought that what? That when she says Lomit, could be really the husband is alive, and therefore we would really allow them to get married. Kamash Malan, that even in such a case, she's asudad in However, when she kept quiet, pashut, she's asuda, which means the hadush is pashut if she kept quiet, pashut, she's asuda, because she's based on the other lady's testimony. The hadush is even when she says lo met, I don't interpret it as really met, and the only reason why she's saying lo met is because she wants to spite. Her co-wife, Kalashwala, no, when she says Lomet, she's believed, and therefore she would not be able to remarry. Comes the, Gemara <clears throat> continues from a quote from our Mishnah. We had a case where one wife says he died, meaning he died in bed, and the other wife comes along and says he died uh, in, uh, let's say, by a herif, by a sword. So he said in that case over there, the Bimi'ir says, since they are contradicting each other, so therefore, they are not allowed to marry, both of them. So the Gemara says, Why didn't the Bimir argue in the first case? Which means, when one lady says met, and the other lady says lo met, since they are contradicting each other, why didn't you argue in that case? Amar bil azab bimachloket shinuya. 
So he says, you're right. Rabbi Mir argues on the first case as well. Which means, and that which we learned, that the Mishnah's deen is Tenaseh, meaning the first lady that says met can't get married, that's going like the rabbis, the Be'udah and the Bishwan, that said at the end of the Mishnah, that since in the case where let's say both of them are agreeing, one said met and one said Nehrag, so that case the Be'udah and the Bishwan said that both of them can't get married, so they also say that what? That the second testimony cannot undo the first testimony. And therefore, just like when the first witness says uh, met, so the second one is comes as law met. So according to the second one is not believed because we accept the first witness as two witnesses, and therefore uh, the the, the, the resha is going according to the Buddha and the bishmon. And in the Khanami the bimir argues on the resha as well. Meir. So no, could be the bimir is even maskeen to the resha. Which means when the first lady comes to the wife says met, and the second co-wife comes along and says lo met, that testimony is not accepted, because she's a co-wife. And therefore we don't accept the testimony of a co-wife. And therefore, since we accepted the first witness, the first lady has two witnesses, I don't care about the second witness. Therefore the Bimir will agree that what? The first lady can get married. However, in the Sefa, where one is coming along and saying met, and one is along and saying that Nehrag, in this case, since they're both uh, uh, saying that he died, but they're just saying it in different, uh, different ways, so in that case, the Bimi is going to say that she is not going to be uh, believes and the Mishnah says, Tenan, we have a Mishnah. Well, let's just explain why. Why, why would the Deen be that way? So the Mephashim explain over here. In the Sefer, where both are saying that he died, and both of them are trying to be Matid themselves. And they're contradicting the way he died. So the uh, Tosafot explains over here that we're concerned that maybe they're not being medayik. Maybe they're saying it medayameh. Because they're excited. They want to get married. Both saying he's dead. This one's saying he died this way. This one's saying he died that way. So it could be they're over-anxious. And therefore they're really not sure of their testimony. And therefore they're not going to be believed. So we have a, uh, uh, two ways to learn who the Resha of the Mishnah is. Either the Resha is the Be'udah or the Bishmon, or it's even going like the Bimi'id. So the Gibra says, Tenan, we have a statement at the end of our Mishnah. Eid Omer Met, Ve'eid Omer Lomet. Right, one says Met, one says Lomet. Isha Omeret Met, Isha Omeret Lomet. Harezu Lotenaseh. Which means we do not accept the testimonies. Right, and we learned the case talking about where they didn't accept the first witness. I mean, Betty was not Matira yet on, on the one witness, and the second witness uh, showed up. So therefore, there's a contradictory in the witnesses over here. So therefore, we do not believe them. Now, when it says one lady comes along and says met, and one lady comes along and says lo met, even one wife says met, and the co-wife says lo met. And what's the deen? The deen is harezu lotenaseh. So we want to know who is the author of that statement. So it says, Bishlamad Rabbi Al Azar, according to Rabbi Al Azar, 
that says the bimir argued in the resha stama kar bimir. So I can say that case is the bimir. One wife says met, the other one says no met. We don't accept them, and therefore we have an understanding who that case is going like. However, ela the Rabbi Yohanan, according to Rabbi Yohanan, that says that everybody is more there, that the Sarah is not there a minute, and the first wife can get remarried, Kasha, who is this Tana in the Sifa? Which means it's not to be means not anybody, nobody agreed in this case. And therefore the Gemara says, Kasha, the Gemara leaves it in a question, which means if you say to be it argues, good, like he's the rabbi of the Sifa. In the case where one lady comes along and says met, and the other lady, what can even say is the co-wife says no met, so therefore we'll, uh, both of them cannot get married. However, according to the Shittah that says that even to be me is more than that case, so then who is it going like? So the Gemara leaves that in a kasha. Ah, continues. Ha'isha shehalcha. Hi uba'alal medinatayam. Okay, so we have a case of a lady. Her and her husband went to medinatayam. Uba'ava'amra. She comes back and she says, Met ba'li. Okay, she comes back and testifies that her husband died. Obviously she can get remarried And she can also take her However Which means Her co-wife cannot get married Based on that testimony Which means The belief Is only for herself But is not Now Once she's not believed so the Gemara says, Let's say that Sarah was a Bakhtisra that was married to the Kohen, she could still eat Tiruma, which means she doesn't have to worry about the co wife's testimony that the husband died. Because normally a Bakhtisra, after the husband dies, she cannot eat Tiruma anymore. So the Hadush is that we believe her, even the Kula, not only the Humrah, not only. That we don't accept the testimony, meaning that the tzara can get remarried, but also we consider the gabe the tzara that if she's a uh, back to Israel, she continued to can eat teruma, which means we don't accept the testimony at all. That's the bitterfon. Which means this is not the derech that you're going to save this lady from avera. The only way you're going to save this lady from Avera is to be ma'mir on both sides. We're not going to let her get married, the tzara, but we also have to be hoshesh that maybe he did die. Therefore, we're not going to allow her to eat turuma as well. Comes again, Rabbi Mishnah gives another case. Amra met ba'li. Oh, let's say she comes along and says, met ba'li, my husband died. Ve'achakach met hammi. And then she comes along and says that her father-in-law died as well. So the Gemara says, Well, first of all, on her testimony that says her husband died, she'd be able to get married and also take her ketubah. However, asura. But as we learned on yesterday's daf, a daughter-in-law is not allowed to testify to matir her mother-in-law because we said there's hatred and animosity between them. Now, same thing if the mother-in-law was a bat, uh, was a Bakhtisrael that was married to a Kohen, so the deen is going to be she even allowed to eat Turuma because we don't accept the testimony of the Kala whatsoever. So therefore, just like she's able to... Just like we don't uh, trust it that she would be able to get remarried, 
So we also say that what? She can still eat teruma. That this is not the derek that you're going to save this lady from sin. Rabbi Akiva is Mahmir again. He says you have to be Mahmir on both sides. Which means you don't accept the testimony in the sense that what? We're not going to let her get married. However, we are going to forbid her from eating Tiruma. Kavis Gibran says, Utsricha. We need both cases. Which means the first case was where the lady testified. That what met Bala, so she cannot have a testimony about her co-wife. And the second case is where the Kallah testified that she cannot have a testimony for her mother-in-law. So what do you need both cases? So the Gemara says, Beslicha, Di'i itmara kamaita, if you gave the case of the Sarah. So behaka amara bitafon. In this case over here, the bitafon is going to say, what? You don't have to suspect to the testimony at all for the Sarah. Mishum de Tzara de Gufa. Which means... Legabed Sarah, we have to assume that this lady is lying because it's physical painter. She wants to ruin the Sarah because they live together and she wants to spoil the co wife. And therefore, in that case over there, Legabed Sarah, there's no Emanut at all. And therefore, she can still even eat Terumah. However, Aval Hamota, but a case where the Kalat testifies for her mother in law, the Tsara Mile de Alma. Which means, although there's animosity, that's only an animosity because. Oh, 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 I, I, should, I should speak it out uh, clearer. The sin'ah that the uh, co-wives have is physical because she refrains the other wife from having tashmish. Because they can't have to share the husband. So that's a physical tsar she causes. So therefore there's no ne'emanut for the tsarah at all. That means she's, she cannot get married but she can also eat terumah. Because we don't accept the, the, the testimony at all because she's lying. Because we say that since she's upstairs, she's causing her to lose out on Tashmish, so therefore she's Mamash hates her. Therefore, I can say the Bitterfon said it in that case. But in the case of the Hamota, why does the Kalah hate the Hamota? Because the mother in law tattletales on her, goes to the husband and tells the husband things about her. Therefore, it's only verbal pain. So I would have thought, what? That the hatred is not that great. Maybe he's modet Rabbi Akiva in the sense that what? That maybe we have to be mahmir. That maybe this animosity is not so great. Maybe she is telling the truth. And therefore she's going to be forbidden to eat tiruma. So that's why we have to say that case. Now, if you gave the case of the Kalah, maybe Rabbi Akiva is only mahmir in that case where the animosity is not so strong. That's why she's forbidden to eat tiruma because maybe she's telling the truth. But in the case of the idut of the tsara, Maybe he's modet to be the one that we don't believe her conclusively and she'll be able to eat terumah. Therefore, Tzirikar has to say that case as well. So the Risha is the Hadush for the Bitterfon and the Sefa is the Hadush for the B. Akiba, Amar Bibudamar Shemuel, Halakha, Kirabi, Tarfon, Halakha, Fazer Bitterfon, that what? We do not believe. The testimony at all, and she can still eat teruma. Amar af anana mitanina, which means we have a stam mishnah that follows the shita of the bitterfon. Why? Because we had the uh, case in the mishnah where we had a situation of a lady that went with, let's say, a husband to Medinatayam. And when they left, they did not have any children. And all of a sudden she comes back and says, Nitanli ben bimidinatayam. I had a son in Medinatayam. However, met beni, she says, my son died. Ve'acharkach ba'li. 
Now, according to that testimony, she's permissible to make yibum. Because the, the, her son died first, and then the husband died. So when the husband died, she was childless. Therefore, she's being matir herself, really, for yibum. Now, when she left, she also didn't have children. So technically, when she left, her hazakah was, she is subject to yibum. And in the case of her husband, would have died. And therefore, her testimony now is... is um, According to the hazakah that she had, she had a hazakah that she was permissible to yibum, and she is still permissible for yibum. So she is believed. Mishnah says the eminent. However, baali ve'aharkach beni. But let's say she says that her husband died first, then her son, and therefore she's saying she does not make yibum, and therefore she's going against her original hazakah. Because when she left without children, the hazakah was she does fall to yibum. Now she's giving a testimony that what she's not subject to yibum because she's saying that what her husband died first, then her child. She's not believed to take her out of this hazakah. And therefore she would be forbidden, the Mishnah's deen is, she's forbidden to marry to the shuk. She's actually going to need a halitza. And that's why it says, They have to suspect her to what she's saying. And therefore, Which means in this case over here, since she's going against the hazakah, so we're not going to let her make a yibum, However, because she is testifying that uh, she is not subject to Yibun, but she still needs to make a Halitza. That's the deal. Hoshishim devarevah Halitza v'lomitabimit. So the Gemara now makes a diyuk, because it says, Hoshishim devareha. Right? For her words. So it says, Lidvareha hu de Hoshishim. Which means you only suspect for her words what she's saying about herself. However, Halidvare Sarah. But the co-wife, which means for her, you have to be a Hoshishim. But for the co-wife, you're not Hoshishim at all. Which means, you don't have to be concerned at all. Uh, and therefore, she would not even have to make a Halitza. So you see what? Like the Bitterfon. That the co-wife, there is no Ne'emanut Bichlal. And therefore, you see that the uh, Lakha follows the Bitterfon. That when the lady comes and testifies for herself... Uh, she, she has a certain ne'emanut, but for the tzara, zero ne'emanut at all, and therefore the, the tzara can continue to even eat terumah. Again, and the diuk is from the words, v'choshashim uh, which means for her words, she has a certain ne'emanut, and therefore she would need, let's say, um, she has to make a halitzah, which means going to be mahmil gabehar, because only because she went against the hazakah. However, the the co-wife, there's no ne'manut bichlal, and therefore, uh, we see Shema'amina like Rabbi Tarfon. Comes the Mishnah on the Amud Bet. Kiddush ahat mechamesh nashim. Okay, you have a case. A guy married one of five wives. Ve'enu yodaya eze kiddush. But he doesn't know which one he gave the kiddushin to. Kol ahat omeret oti kiddush. Each lady comes along and says, I'm the one. Noten get lechol ahat ve'achat. So he has to give a get to each one. Okay, so now he gave five getin, but what do you do with the ketubah? So it says, He puts the ketubah in the middle, and he walks away. Which means, he doesn't have to pay each one a ketubah, he just puts uh, the ketubah in the middle, and they fight it out. The vena bitarfon. Rabbi Akiva says, That's not the derech that you're going to save her from, uh, from sin. Save the man from sin. He says, you have to give each one a get, and you have to give each one a ketubah. Let's say he stole from one of five people. But he doesn't know from which 
guy, he stole from Kodahad Omer Oti Gazal. This guy comes along and says, what do you mean? You stole from me. So what does the B Tarfon say? You just put the Gezerah between them and you can walk out, let them fight it out between, uh, between themselves. However, the Rebbe Tarfon, the Biakiva Omer, the Biakiva says, since the guy knows that he did Gezerah, so therefore the rabbis penalized him, and he says, This is not going to save him from sin. He has to pay back all five people. Comes the Gemara and says, Kiddush Ketani. Which is the case in the Mishnah is talking about where he made a Kiddushin with one of five ladies, and he doesn't know which one. So the Gemara says, Which means, it's talking about, let's say, where he gave, let's say, Kesef Kiddushin, or Shtar Kiddushin, where there's no Isur. A person is allowed to get married with Kesef However, we're not talking about a case where he made bi'ah, because really the hachamim forbade a person to make a kiddushin with bi'ah. Like the Gemara kiddushin says that they would flog somebody that would make a kiddushin with bi'ah. So it could be that if a person would make kiddushin with bi'ah, since already uh, he did an isur, Rabbi Tarfon would be more there that he has to give a ketubah to all five. She's the Tarfon saying you only have to give a ketubah to one of them because he made a kiddushin behetir. He did a kesef for star, but if he did a bi'ah, could be Rabbi Tarfon is going to be more there. Gazal ketani, and, and as well in the sefa, so that way he stole. However, lakah lo ketani, which means we're talking about over here where he actually stole, but there wasn't a business transaction. Which means, the only reason that Abi Akiba says you have to pay all five back is only because he stole. But if it was Lakav, if it was a business transaction, and he, and he forgot which one he owes the money to, so then already, even Abi Akiba will be more, then they don't have to pay all five. It's only because he did a Gezer, the Isur, they're going to make him pay. So that's the, the Yukim of the Gemara. That they say, the Rishah is talking about Kesef uh, start. That's why the bitafon is lenient, and the sefer is talking about gezel, and that's why the biakiva is mahmir. Kabbalah says, "Mani matnitin." Who's the author of our Mishnah? Not Tana Kama, but Rabbi Shimon ben El Azar. Betanya, we have a bright Rabbi Shimon ben El Azar. We made loan. The Kuh Rabbi Tarfum Rabbi Akiva. Alch Kedesh Achat Nachamesh Nashim Ve'Enu Yudaya Is a Kedesh Shemeniach Ketuvah Benemu Mistalek. So the Rabbi. Shimon, when Hazar says that the Mahlokan is not in that case where they were made Kiddushin on one of five ladies. Everybody agrees in that case. Even the Akiva just put the Ketubah in the middle and walk away. Uh, the Mahlokan is by Bi'ah. Which means that Bitarfon Amar, even in that case where the guy made a Bi'ah, which was really not the proper thing because he's been in Tzut, he shouldn't have done it. Still he says, Maniyah Ketubah B'nei Mustadek. And the Akiva says, no. So the B, Shem'on B'nei Azaz, learning the case of the Mishnah is actually Ba'al. Oh, so the Gemara says further. Lo nechbeku Rabbi Tafur Rabbi Akiva and the Sefa Ad shalakach mekach mechamisha bnei Adam v'nehudem ezemim lakach, which means the Sefa is not talking about a case where, let's say, there was a transaction, which means he he, he, he took some um, he took some product from somebody who doesn't know which one he owes the money to. That case there is no machloket. That watch many after me mekach bnei mustalek. Everybody's going to agree. Even the Akiva, they just put the money in the middle and walk away. He stole from five people. She Amar Bitarfon. In that case, even Bitarfon says many a gizla benem mustalek. He just puts the gizla in the middle and walks away. Rabbi Akiva Omer Ad Shishalem Gizela Lechol Achat Veachat. So that's the way Rabbi Shimon Ben Elazar learns the Mishnah. The Shas talking about Baal and the 
Sefa is talking about Gazal. So the Gemara makes a deal because it's the Brayta. Which means from the fact that Bishamon says that there is no argument in the case of Kiddesh with Kesef and Shtar or Lakah, where it was a transaction, there is no argument to the bit of Fanabi Akiba. Mikhlal, the Tanakamah, must be the Tanakamah of that Brayta that's arguing Bishamon and Lazar, Savad, Pedigah. That he must say that what they're arguing, even if it was Mekadesh Peheter, and even if, let's say, it was a transaction. That what? That they're going to have a Mahlokit. Uh, also oh, comes the Gemara and says, Mani. So who is the author of our Mishnah? If you're saying that the Mishnah is going like Tanakama, let me Kiddesh Velakah. So the Mishnah should have gave us the bigger Kiddush. That what? The, the case of Kiddush Velakah. Because if you take the Mahlouk, is even in the case of Kiddush Velakah, she should give me uh, that case. Why did the Mishnah give the case of Gezer? The Eid of Bishram and Lazar, the case going to the Bishram and Lazar, let me Baal Vegazar. So according to Bishram and Lazar, it should have given the case where the Mahlouk is in Baal, like Hashita. So therefore we have a question, who is the Mishnah going like? So the Mishnah is going like Shimon ben Elazar. We have to tell the Mishnah is going like Shimon ben Elazar. Umay Kiddush, and what does the Kiddush mean in the Mishnah? Kiddush Bibi'ah. Good. And therefore we have a Mahlukhin even by Kiddush Bibi'ah. So the Mishnah says, Tana Kiddush, so why did it give you the case of we have Kiddush Bibi'ah? Leodiyachat Kohodri Bi'akibah. To tell me that how... Um, Strict Rabbi Akiva is that falgab the surat the banana. But even though he only made surat the banana, because to make kiddushim be biaz only surat the banana, still what kanis? He's kanis the guy, and therefore he has to give a ketubah to each one. So to, to teach you how strict Rabbi Akiva is, Tana Gazal. The reason why it said the case of Gazal leodiachak kohod Rabbi to tell you how lenient the bitafon is. That falgab the. But even though he didn't issue the right by stealing, the Bitafun just says, put the money in the center and walk away. So therefore the Mishnah is like the Bishra Mamil Hazar. The case is Mahlukin is Bi'ah and Ghazal. The Hadushan Bi'ah is that even though it's only Isud Rabbanan the Bi'akibaz Mahmir, and he has to put the money, uh, he has to pay back everybody. And the Hadushan the Sefa is is talking about uh, Ghazal. And even though it's Isud Uraita he did, according to Bitafun, he just has to Pay back the one people, put the money in the middle and walk away. Comes the next Mishnah, Isha, Shehalcha, he ubalal the Midinatayam, Ubenaimahim. Good. So you have a lady, she went with her husband, the Midinatayam, and her son was with them, which means when she left the Midinatayam, she was Behezkat Peturam Yibum. She had a son. Then she comes along and says, What? That my husband died and then my son died. And therefore she's testifying whether she's still Pitura from Yibum, the Emirate. Because she has a Ne'emanut. And she's really, her testimony is. Um, Consistent with her hazakah, I mean, she left bechazkat no yibum, and her testimony is still saying that what she has no yibum, and therefore she remains in her hazakah, which means she came along and said, in this case over here again, she came along and said met baali vaharkach met beni. Right, so therefore she's believed what she says, Med Bali, 
And then already, she says, but just as her husband died first, so she has an emanut the husband, and then she has an emanut the son, but since the son died second, she does not fall to Yibum. Now the Mishnah continues. Met beni valkech met bali. Oh, she said the opposite. She left to Medinatayam. She was behaskat no yibu. But now she comes along and says, Met beni, the son died first, and then the husband. Now she's really not with the yibum. So she's changing her hazaka. She's not ne'emenet to matir herself in order to make yibum. However, hoshishim the darea. We have to suspect to what she's saying, and therefore she be asura to the shuk. Without a halitza, so the din is because bottom line we have a rule of shaviyan of shahadichad and surah. She made herself isur. She herself is saying that she's subject to yibum. She can't just let her go to the shul. So the din is cholitzet velo mitabeim. She make a halitza and no yibum. Comes the mishnah and continues. Let's say she left the medinat tayam. She didn't have any children. So then she was hazkat yibum. Potential. So what did she come back and say? Nitam li ben b'medinatayam. I got a son in medinatayam. Ve'amra. Then she said, Mit beni. Right? He died first. Ve'harkach mit bali. And then the husband died. So therefore, in that case, over in a minute, because she still behaskat yibum. She left behaskat yibum, and she still has behaskat yibum because she's saying, "What the son died first. However, met Baali Baharkah met Beni. She says the husband died first, then the son. So she's really changing the Hazakah. She's saying that she's not subject to Yibum. So therefore, Enan Emenet. However, the Hoshishim Vareh is still, since she was Osir herself, she says that she's subject to Yibum. The Deen is Fechonetzer. Velo Metyabemet. Now we go to the next case. Now, let's say when they went to Medina Tayyam, they were not certain, or it wasn't known yet. That her husband has a brother, so therefore she was behaskat no yibum, because she only have a case of yibum potentially if the husband has a paternal brother. At this point, you didn't know if he had a paternal brother, so therefore she left the medinatayam behaskat no yibum. Now, what did she come back and say? Nitanli yavam bemedinatayam, which means she says was born to my mother-in-law a son. Which means, was born the Yavam. The Yavam was born when, uh, in, in Medinat Ayam. Or she says, Amra met Ba'ali. She says that what? That my husband died. Ve'harkach met Yebami. And then the Yavam died. Or she says, Yevami. That the Yavam died. Ve'harkach Ba'ali. And then the husband. Which means... She basically, according to her testimony, she stole Pitura from Yibum. She left Pitura from Yibum because there was no Hazakah uh, that there was Yavam in the world. And now that she's coming and saying there is a Yavam in the world, but he died, so therefore she's still also portraying herself from Hazakah to Yibum. Name it. So there's no problem, she can still get married. However, But let's say when she went with Medinatayam to her husband, the Yavam was around, therefore she was Zikukafi Yibum. Now, Amra met Bali Varka Kibami. She comes along and now testifies that what her husband died and the Yavam died, or she says the opposite. Yavami Varka Bali. Either way, she tried to protect herself from a Yibum. Right, she wants to make herself to the shuk. She's going against the azakah that she had when she left. Ena ne'emenet. She not believed why. She ena isha ne'emenet lomar met Yibami. She didn't say, which means 
we do not believe the lady when she says met yibami. She they only gave her a ne'emanut when she says met bali to go get married. However, when it comes to the yavam, she had a hazakah that she was subject to yibum. Now she comes and says met yibami. She's not believed. Why? Because we're concerned that maybe she hates him, and therefore we're not going to believe her in a case where she potentially hates the yavam. We had a hazakah that she would fall to yibum. Similar case. Velo meta achota, which means a lady is not believed to say that her sister died, which means which normally a, a fellow is not allowed to marry two sisters, but they is sort of married two sisters only when they're alive. So now you have one lady come along and say, I'm testifying my sister died. And what, what is she trying to do by that? She's trying to now be allowed to marry her husband. So the, again, the Mishnah says, Lo We do not believe at the same metahota that she can marry now her husband, because the Torah only believed the Gaber Edut Isha uh, by her own husband, Met Ba'ala. Why? Because they wanted to be uh, allowed to uh, remarry. Over, over, over here, the Gaber, this case over here, go marry somebody else. We're not going to let her give a testimony in this case of Ahot Isha. And therefore there is no Ne'emanut. Furthermore, a man is not believed to say that his brother died, and therefore allowing this fellow not to make boom to his wife. And we do not believe him to say as well, that uh, his wife died, which would now allow him to marry his wife. The person is not believed to say that his own wife died, and therefore he wants to be mutar to marry his wife's sister, because he's not allowed to marry his wife's sister, obviously. So he's not believed to say that his wife died or to marry the sister. Because again, uh, the Torah only gave a ne'emanut, or the rabbis only gave a ne'emanut, because they don't want it to remain in aguna. But in this case, so she, he won't remain in aguna. Go, go marry somebody else. And therefore, there is no ne'emanu. Comes again and says, Okay, now, we know that a person gives a get to his wife. Now, let's say a person doesn't want to give the get directly to his wife. He wants to give it to a shaliyah, meaning his own shaliyah. Now, of course, if a person wants to give the get to the lady shaliyah, of course, that's 100% good get. The lady appoints the shaliyah to receive the get. But we're talking about a case of, let's say a man gives a get to a third party and says, I want you to be mezakeh this get for my wife. Now normally we have a rule, zakhin adam shelo befanav, that a person is able to mezakeh somebody even not in front of him. And therefore the question is when a person gives the get to a third party and says, I want you to be koneh this get for my wife, is that considered a zikhut? Is that considered a zikhut? Well it's really not. It's really a hov. And therefore, the deen is in hadin la adam shalopafanav, which means the only way you'd be able to give the get is either to the lady herself or to her shaliyah. But to be mizakir through a third party, since it's a hov, because since it's detrimental to her, you cannot do something detrimental to somebody shalopafanav, not in front of them. Which means, for example, if a person wants to be mizakir somebody money, so of course I can take money and go to the third party and say to the third party, I want you to pick up this money with kavanah to be mizakir for so and so. That's a zikhud, zikhin adam shlo b'fanav. But a get, you can't do it. So now the Gemara has a question. Let's say a person gives a get to a third party and tells the guy to 
Bimezakiah's get for his wife, Bimkom Yavam. Oh, the case is talking about where they were married and they have no children. And therefore, if he's going to die, she's going to be Zikuka for Yibum. Now, what is this get going to do? The get is going to free her from Yibum. Mao. Which means, do we say that such a get that's going to free her from Yibum is considered Zikut? Why? Kevan de Sanyale. Because, do we say that since we can assume that she hates the Yavam? Zikut now. So it's Zikut now. She's off the hook. She's not going to have to fall to Yibum. Or do we say sometimes that she does like him? So therefore, so the get now is not going to allow it to fulfill your boom. So that's the question of the Gemara. In the case where there's a Yavam, is it considered what? A Zechutvar or not? So the Gemara says, Amar le Tanina. So he says, it's a Bifirush Mishnah. What do we learn in our Mishnah that we just read? Which means. Uh, we have a case of a uh, lady, for example, that she was bechaskat petura from Yibum. Right before she went to Medina Tayam, she had a hazakah. For example, she had a child. Let's say, or let's say there was no uh, yavam in the world, so she was petura from Yibum, and now she's coming to testify that what she is reuyaf Yibum. Or you had the other case over that she was bechaskat hayivet biyibum. We had the case of Mishnah. What's that case hayivet biyibum? When she left Medina Tayam without any children, and now she wants to testify what that she is petura in either case, the deen is what? Hoshishin, the dvareh, you have to suspect to what she said, vechodetzit velo mityabemit. She has to make a halitza and not a yibum. We don't say that, we don't suspect our words at all. We don't say when she went against the hazakah, that it's nothing, that she doesn't even need a halitza. And, uh, for example, when she testifies that she says that she's pitura from uh, yibum, right, she left midratiyam with children, she was, um, I mean, without children, she was hayevet. Now she's coming along and say that she's petura. We're not going to say that she's a hundred percent lying because she hates the guy. She hates the Yavam and therefore she doesn't want to make a uh, yibum at all. Or the opposite. When she's coming along to say that she's hayav. We're not going to say that what? That Vadai she's uh, being mishakir because she loves him. Which means the Gemara's mishtaz is safik. We don't know what she's saying. Therefore, we have to make a halitza misafik. Maybe she's telling the truth, maybe she's not. So therefore, there's no conclusive sevarat to say that vadai she's lying because she hates the yavam, or vadai she's lying because she loves the yavam. She, that is indeed a safik. And therefore, it's a safik if he, she likes him or not. And therefore, you have to say, this get over here is going to be safik megureshet. Because you don't know. Which means it's not conclusive from the fact that the deen in the Mishnah we just read is that you have to give a halitza misafik. You don't say vaday she's lying that she wants to make ibum or vaday she's lying that she doesn't want if she likes him or doesn't like him. It's a safik. So in this case over here when you give a get to a third party to Mizakin, the case where there's ibum you have to say it's safik migureshet. And therefore in this case over here Let's say he gave a get. You have to say sefik megurish, sefik and megurish. Now let's say he dies. So on the side that there was a get, fine. So there's no yibum and no halitza. But on the side there wasn't a get, she has to make a halitza. So that would be the deen in the case of being mezakeh, a get through a third party. You would need a uh, halitza in the event that he died because sefik gerushin. Let's say they were fighting, right? The husband and wife are fighting. 
And now what? He gives a get to a third party. So what do I say? Since they're fighting, so it's a zechut for us. It's a privilege. She wants to get, 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 get rid of this guy. So therefore, it's a zechut if we can give the get to a third party for her. Which means, even though she's fighting, she still rather have companionship. And therefore, it's a chov. If you cannot do it. Which means, a lady would rather the companionship, which means, tandu, to sit with two bodies, which means to be with her husband, and to be an almana, which means she'd rather just be with anybody, tandu, she'd rather be with two people, which is her husband, no matter who he is, as opposed to being alone. So you see in Sivana that even if she's fighting, still, she's happy just to be married. She enjoys the companionship. Abayya says something similar. gabra, Which means even if you have a lady that her husband is... Short, like an ant, meaning he's a midget. She sits amongst the hashuvot, which means when she goes to the marketplace, she sits amongst the hashuvot. Means she's proud. She's married at least. She don't care if even the husband's a midget, like an ant. But bottom line, she's proud to be married. And then you see, she she enjoys the companionship with anybody. Even if let's say a lady is married to a man that combs wool, which is a very uh, a low inferior job, she's not embarrassed to call her husband by the threshold of the door and to sit in with him on the porch, let's say, in front of everybody. Which means, she loves to be married. Even if the guy has an inferior job, she's not embarrassed to sit on the porch, let's say, to call him in public, that everybody should know that uh, he's, she's married to him. Because again, she enjoys the, compa- the companionship. But Rav Asher is a similar case. Which means, even a lady... That the husband, let's say, has a kunsa. Kunsa means he has a shemitz pasul, which means it could be he has a certain psul. Uh, he's not hundred uh, percent. Uh, the lineage is not so uh, so good. and what she doesn't ask him for anything, except lo She doesn't even ask for for lentils for the uh, for the pot, which means. The main thing is, she wants to get married to him. She don't give the guy's basul. She don't tell anyone to ask him for anything. She won't even ask him for lentils for the pot. She doesn't want to ask him for anything. Just what? The companionship. So you see, according to this, that what? Even if a lady's fighting, you have to assume that what? It is considered a chov, because she still wants to enjoy the uh, companionship. Tana, but the Gemara concludes, Vechulan, all these ladies over here, that were saying... That they married uh, these type of people, which is the guy's an inferior, the guy has a shemitz pasul, all these people. Mezanot. Uh, it's probably that they committed znut. Which means, since they're committing znut, they want to cover up their znut, and therefore they get married to anybody in order that the people will think that the child is from their husband. Therefore, they're willing to get married to anybody in order that the children will go after the husband. That's why they're willing to marry such low level.
אדלנה הלך האישה שלום. ברוך אדוני לעולם, אמן ואמן.